Hallelujah. But tonight I want to talk about how to dig and how to avail to God's wisdom and to the Holy Spirit. You know, because the Bible says that in us, in Christ, and you know Christ, when we talk about Christ, it was not Jesus' last name. You know, we say Jesus Christ. Christ was not his last name. The word Christ, Christos, in Greek actually means the anointed one and the anointing, the fullness of the anointing. So when we talked about Christ in us, the hope of glory, what we are truly referring to is that anointing, amen, in us. Romans 8, 11 says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And that's the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost in us. His wisdom, his knowledge, his power available in us. That is the hope of God's glory. And glory is his manifested presence. It's the Holy Ghost in us. But how to tap in that wisdom. How to tap in that knowledge. How to tap in all the infinite power of the Holy Ghost that is in us. There is a scripture, if you'd like to go there with me. It's in um, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5. It says, purpose, knowledge, counsel is like... It's from the Amplified. It's like deep water. But a man of understanding knows how to draw it out. You see, and what is in us like deep waters? The Holy Spirit. But you and I know we need to know how to draw it out. Hallelujah. And if you go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9 through 12, he tells us that I has cannot see, ears has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of men, I mean the things which God has prepared for us. But how these have been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. You see, that knowledge, the thing that God has prepared for us. That knowledge, that power, that uh, wisdom, all that we ever need is like a bl- blueprint right here in our spirit. But you and I, it's right there. It's like a deep well. But you and I, we've got to learn to know how to draw it out. When you need counsel from the Holy Ghost, when, like I was talking this morning, and you need to know how to go to the victory from point A to point Z, Ha! And you need the Holy Ghost like he did for me in my living room in 1999 where he gave me keys. Do this, don't do that. How can you do that? How can you avail avail to that counsel, to that wisdom, to that knowledge? Because Holy Ghost has, he was there at creation. He was the spirit moving over the waters. He was there. Amen. He knows your past, your present, your future. He has all wisdom. He has all knowledge. Thank you, sweet sister. Amen. Hallelujah. And he knows exactly how to get that stuff to you. But you see, the, the thing, the Holy Spirit is like a gentleman. He, the, first, first of all, he works only by invitation. You see, he doesn't push. He doesn't force. He doesn't. Push it upon you. No. He waits. He's the helper who waits for us to invite him 
to ask him to, uh, uh, to and, and, and so, first of all, we found out this morning that we first of all need to seek Holy Spirit, you know, his counsel, his wisdom, and here is a great way to become more sensitive and to pull out the counsel, the wisdom, the knowledge that is in us. How do we do it? By praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. And you know, it's amazing that Jesus, you know, when before he left, I said this morning, he talked in depth about the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth, whom he would send, that was exactly like him, that would teach all things, re- remind us of all things, show us things to come, declare what has been given to us. You know, the Holy Ghost. But then he says, whoever is thirsty... Let him come, and out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And the next verse says he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Do I have to have that? No, I don't want to lose it. Apparently, it keeps on popping. Amen. Come on, brother. (laughs) Amen. So you see here that Jesus, Jesus, you see, he says, I'm sending just one just like me. He said, and rivers of living water will pour out of you. And the next verse says, he was talking about the Holy Spirit, which he was about to send because he had not sent it because he had not yet been glorified. And we know what happened on the day of Pentecost when they were all together in one accord. And may I do a little parenthesis because I believe that's by the Holy Ghost. You know, they were all in one accord, all in unity. You want to see a move of the Holy Ghost as a church. You learn to be in unity. You learn to be in one accord because the Psalm 133 says, Oh, how delightful it is for God when the brethren dwell in unity because there, there he will call on the blessing. Glory to God. Oh, and they were all in one accord together. And there what happened? The Holy Spirit was poured upon all flesh. And what happened? They all started to speak in another tongues. They all started, and you know it's interesting. That is why, because speaking in another tongue, it's so powerful that it scares the devil to death or to hell. It scares him because that's the reason why that is speaking the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and the speaking in other tongues has been persecuted more than anything. People have tried everything. There is all denomination that will teach against it, that will stand against it. Why? Because there is so much power in that prayer language that is given to us. And you see, oh, shatakaramaha shande. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you will have literally rivers. He compared that speaking in other tongues to rivers of life. Rivers, not just one river, rivers of life. That means that whatever you need, whatever river of life you need, it's already in you. And by praying in another tongue, you are releasing life. You are releasing wisdom. You are releasing God's knowledge. Hallelujah. And so they were all filled, not just a few. 
You see, God doesn't play favorite. He didn't say, oh, sister, you, you, you deserve to be filled. But you know, you know, you, yes. Oh, you, oh, you behave. Well, yeah, you, I don't know. Maybe let me think about it. No. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And I love it that Jesus said in Luke 13, 11, verse 13, he says, if you fathers, you are carnal, evil, and you know how to give good things to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? In another word, he was showing us that we only need to be a child of God. I mean, Jesus is our Lord. We are part of God's family. He is our daddy. We just have to want the Holy Spirit and invite him. And then we simply have to ask. It's just that simple. But I want to talk to you tonight about why is that praying in tongues so powerful? Why has it been fought by people so much? Amen? Why? It is so we talked about drawing the wisdom, the knowledge, the counsel of Holy Spirit when we need it. And we saw in, in, in Proverbs 25 that it says purpose, knowledge, counsel is like deep water, but it's the man of understanding that will draw it out. How? First Corinthians chapter 14, amen, in verse 2 says, when a man speaketh in tongues, he does not speak to men but to God. Howbeit, in the spirit, he will pray out mysteries. That word mysteries, musterion, which means secret things, a hidden truth. Those hidden truth, that hidden knowledge, that hidden counsel, that hidden purpose that is there in your spirit kept for you. You can draw it out when you pray in the Holy Ghost. And you remember what I said this morning when Holy Ghost woke me up twice Two days in a row at two in the morning, I knew that it was Holy Spirit waking me up because he wanted to speak to me. And so I got out of bed in my living room and I didn't know what or so what did I do? I spoke in tongues. What was I doing? I was drawing out those mystery, those secret things that were secret to me, not Holy Spirit. I was drawing out those hidden truths, that counsel I needed, that, that key I needed to unlock my healing. I was drawing it out, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying and I prayed for 15, 20 minutes and all of a sudden I heard. All of a sudden I heard. So you see, Praying in the Holy Spirit and spending time praying in the Holy Spirit will make you more sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. It will allow you to draw out the wisdom, the counsel, the purposes of God that are in you. And you see, here is the beautiful things about it. You know, our mind right here. You know, say, why did God see it necessary to give us a language that we cannot understand? Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 7, that he who speaks in another tongues, his mind is unfruitful. It means that when you pray in tongues, you don't understand it, and your mind is not doing anything. And I say, what? Hallelujah! Why? Because most of the time, when you are trying to find out 
to hear from the Holy Ghost or you are trying to pray out the will of God or you are trying to, you know, to pray a prayer, your brain will get in the way. Your mind, your reasoning, that's what the Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. And when we pray in the Holy Ghost, it allows us not to lean on our own understanding, but bypass our brain, bypass our reasoning, bypass what we can see and know. And start praying, God saw it necessary for us to be able to pray his will, his counsel, his, you know, and bypass what is in our, our intellect and our reasoning. Thank you, Jesus. How smart and glad he is, God and not me. Amen. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, if you want to hear more of the Holy Ghost, if you want to tap into his counsel and his knowledge and his wisdom, spend more time praying in the Holy Ghost every day. Every day. But you know what I discover that is also powerful? Is sometimes God, I said, wants to bypass our brain or our mind because sometimes we, you and I are going to pray what we know. You know, we're going to pray what we know, what we see. And sometimes, you know, I gave a tape about how to take the limits of God. You want to know how to take the limits of God? Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because you see, God wants to do so much more in us and through us. But so many times our prayers, we limit God by our prayers. You know, and the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And when we ask, oftentimes we ask according to our little knowledge. But there is a way where we can ask God for things we don't even know. We can pray out things that we can't even imagine. You know, you want to know how to do exceedingly above anything that you can ask or think? Pray it in the Holy Ghost. You can spend time praying out your future. You know, you know, parents, you want your kids to marry a godly person? Don't wait for them to be 20-some years or, you know, and having a, a girl knocking at the No, just start praying for them now. Pray, you have, you want whatever it is, X need or that you have, you can pray in the, in the Holy Ghost and saying, Holy Spirit, I trust you, help me to pray. The, and look at what Romans chapter 8, go there with me. In Romans chapter 8, <clears throat> And you know, there is a verse that we have so taken out of context. And we throw that verse here and there for any reason, whoever and whenever. All things work together for good, for those who love God. And I called and we just throw that verse. You know, there's a young, you know, a young, two, a young guy that, you know, kills himself in an overdose. You know, didn't follow God. All things work together for good. No. I'm sorry, but no. The truth is, if he didn't know Jesus, it didn't work out for good for him. But listen to what the words, the context. It says here in Romans chapter 8, in verse starting 26, it's likewise, the Spirit helps us 
also in our weaknesses or in inabilities. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself will make intercessions for you, for us, with groanings which cannot be uttered. And listen to what the next verse says now. He who, who is the he who searches the hearts? The Holy Spirit searches your heart and he also knows the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for you, for the saints, according to the perfect will of God. And then verse 28 says, Now for the one who have prayed with the help of the Holy Spirit and prayed in tongues and prayed in tongues, trusting and putting his faith in the prayer of the Holy Spirit through him, to him, all things will work for good. All things. And so here we have, you know, the way I see it, when we can pray for our life, for our loved ones, for any kind of situation, to bypass our knowledge, our wisdom, our understanding, we can pray in the Holy Spirit. You see, for whatever need you have, we know we should pray the word. Do you agree? Fine, because the word of God is the will of God. So find out the will of God in the word of God so you can pray the will of God. But even when we pray the word of God, there are two also X factors involved that we are not aware of, especially if that has to do with other people. So what do we do? We pray the word, but then we trust the Holy Ghost and said, Holy Spirit, I have prayed the word of God in obedience to your word for this situation, but now I'm going to ask you to help me to not only to pray the perfect will of God because you know all things. You know what's in the heart of God and what's in the, in the heart of man. You know what's in the background, what's involved. You know all things. So you pray in the Holy Ghost and you'll find out that Holy Spirit will pray the perfect will of God for the situation. Amen. And you can pray out for your future. The way I see it, it's like I remember one year one year, I was with Fred and I were going to lead a team, a mission team, into the jungle in Guatemala. And so, um, before we left, I had that idea, you know, that, that romantic idea of, you know, the Indiana Jones. I thought, oh man, we're going to go through the, 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 the jungle with a big machete, and you know, you're going to go cha, 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 cha. That's what I was picturing, you know. But how many of you know that would take a long time, a lot of effort, and that we would not be very efficient? But when we got to the edge of the jungle, you know what we found out? There was a bulldozer on the side. And in no time, they had gotten the bulldozer and they had opened a path. 
May I suggest to you that when we spend time praying in the Holy Spirit for our future or the future of our loved ones or for a, a, a ex situation that we don't totally know about, it's like going on a spiritual bulldozer, removing the hindrances, removing the obstacle, bringing forth. God is, is praying through us. We don't even know what we're praying, but we are allowing Him to search out the will of God, what we need to pray for that situation. And he's pulling out that. And he's praying it out through us. And we don't know what we're praying, but he knows. And because we prayed it, he's answering it immediately. And, the past, and all of a sudden, you can walk through life, and it's a little easier. Because most people, you know, they want to pray when they hit a problem. They start praying when there is a need. They want to pray when all of a sudden, bam, they come against an obstacle. But it wouldn't be much better to pray ahead of time and to trust Holy Spirit, to say, Holy Spirit, you know my path. You know what I'm, you call me to do. You know what I'm, to, so I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to help me to pray ahead of time what I need to pray. And you can be at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. You know, this is how I met that guy. You know, after I graduated, yeah, the other Fred. Fred, say hi to Fred. You know, after I, uh, after I got out of college, <clears throat> Bible college, I got out of there and I just, you know, here is the key. Holy Spirit is so sweet. When he knows you are about to enter a transition or you are about to have like a, a, a switch, he's going to draw, he's even going to do the, the, you know the Philippians 2.13 is the one who works in you both to will and to do. And he will draw you, give you a desire, and draw you to prayer. And all of a sudden it's like, I just want to pray. That's all I want to do. You don't even want to go and eat at, with the friends. You don't even want to go and watch a movie. You've got that desire to pray. You see, that's called gr the grace of God. That's called Holy Spirit calling you to pray, giving you the, the will and the doing. And so that summer, I had, such, I had one of those, you know, Drawing from Holy Spirit where I just knew I needed to spend more time praying. And to be honest, I even felt weird because I'm like, this is weird. All I wanted to do is pray. I would spend eight, nine hours a day praying. Some people would invite me to go out to eat. And I was like, nah, I don't feel like I don't want to. Some, some people said, Let, let's go and watch a movie. And I don't really want to. And I felt like, what's wrong with me? You see how the devil is? Yeah. You don't pray, bam, he gets on your case. You pray too much, bam, he gets on your case. There is no win-win with him. Another truth. I need something to drink. <clears throat> it's right behind. Thank you. I need to put a little oil in my engine. Oh, I had one here. I didn't see it. But you see, so that's what I did. I felt that such a strong desire to set myself apart and just to pray, spend time. But I really didn't know what to pray. I just knew I needed to pray. So I spent hours, 
hours. And, you know, it's like I equated like Moses that went 40 days without water and food. That's abnormal. You know what I mean? It's not something you can say, oh, I'm going to fast 40 days with no water and no food. No, it's got to be the grace of God. You know, so if you try to say, I'm going to pray nine hours a day in tongues every day, and you try to do that by the flesh, it's not going to work. You'd be frustrated. But when the Holy Ghost pulls you and gives you that desire because he knows you need it, because he knows you're getting ready to enter an intersection, uh, 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 a change, or whatever is getting ready to happen, he knows ahead of time. And so he says, come, I need you to pray. So obey to that, to that longing. Obey to that urging of Holy Spirit. And so that's what I did all summer. I prayed in tongues. And at the end of the summer, do you know what happened? I didn't have, I didn't see an angel. I didn't see a writing on the wall. I didn't have a vision. The sky didn't open. That's what people would expect. You mean I prayed for two months, almost seven, eight hours a day, and I didn't even see an angel? No. All I had was a strong impression. It was like a knowing. It's like God had just imparted, and I just knew. I got to go to Florida. I didn't even hear a voice. It was just a strong knowing. I've got to go to Florida. And so I bought a plane ticket, landed in Florida. Two days later, I was invited to go and minister to a youth group in Tampa. Went there with my friend. That same day, found out that I had a friend who was in town that I hadn't seen for years. And so we said, let's go and see her. That same friend had a baby shower and had invited my husband to come along from Jacksonville, and here we are in the same place at the same time. I walked into the room. He saw. He knew. I didn't. <laughs> it's a long story, too long to explain, but amen. And I never left Florida ever since. Now I'm stuck in Florida. <laughs> Just kidding. Amen. But what am I saying? You see, my brain, if I had tried to pray this out in my brain, I would have messed it up. But God knew exactly how to pray that. But you know, there are times also where God will wake you up or will interrupt you during the day to pray and you have no clue what to pray. How many of you can testify that God woke you up or interrupted you during the day? Probably almost every one of you. It's like you knew I've got to pray, but you didn't know what or who. But so what do you do? You pray in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, you know, this is how powerful it is. Because the Holy Spirit is searching the whole earth. He's looking, searching for somebody that will say, I'll pray. I'm available. I'll do it, Lord. And he's searching. And when he sees a need, when he sees danger, when he sees something that needs to be prayed for, he can call upon you at any time, anywhere. Hallelujah. And you know, when you get those kind of urging or calling, or I would call it almost like a burden from Holy Spirit, we've got to obey. Because sometimes it's a question of life and death for somebody. Ask me how I know. Fred, I'm so glad you asked. 
You know, I was young in the Lord. I had just got saved, so I didn't know a whole lot. I don't, still don't know much, but I know a little more today than I did back then. And I got saved. And, 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 and then God told me to pack my bags to leave to go to the United States. So on my way, and I stopped in England where I have my older sister. So I'm there in England, and she's the kind of person, you know, that talks a lot. You know somebody like that? You cannot even place a word edgewise, you know. And so I'm there. I hadn't seen her a long time. So I'm, we start to talk, and she's talking. And all of a sudden, ooh, one of those burden, one of those calling to pray. But I couldn't stop her or interrupt her. So you know what I told myself? Well, I'll pray later. Well, later came. I was so tired, I fell on my bed. But I woke up with a phone call that my dad had died that night. And you know what I, yeah, you know what I told myself. And what if I had prayed? What if? And I thank God for the grace of God. Because I was able to really not get so burned and tangled up with condemnation. You know, I was able to forgive myself. But I told Holy Spirit, teach me. Teach me not how to make the same mistake. Teach me how to pray. And you know, through the years, he's taught me a few things about the power of praying in other tongues. And now let me tell you something that happened that the Holy Ghost did when we talk about that type of intercession. A few years back, um, my brother was diagnosed with brain cancer and he lived in the south of France. We got a phone call, so we got on a plane headed down to the south of France. And of course, I see people healed constantly. I see miracles. I see the blind eyes open, the deaf ears. I see incurable disease healed. I see it all the time. So I'm going there with the purpose. I'm going to pray for my brother, lay hands on him, and he's going to get healed. But it got a little complicated because nobody wanted to tell him what he really had. And we were forbidden to tell him that he had a brain cancer. In his head, I'm getting out of the hospital in two weeks. And so I try to pray for him. We try to talk to him about healing, and we couldn't. We couldn't get through. He didn't want us to pray for that. We, long story short, we couldn't pray for his healing. So finally I said, okay, if I'm not allowed to tell him what's going on, and I'm not, if I cannot pray for his healing, at least he needs to receive Jesus because I knew you know, that that was the most important. So we tried to talk to him about receiving Jesus. He didn't want to hear anything. He's like, nah, God and I, we're like this. Everything is fine. Go back home. Don't worry for me. Everything is okay. Don't worry. Go back home. Don't worry for me. Everything's going to be fine. And I know he wasn't going to be fine. But I couldn't force it upon him. So we left, and I was bothered and grieved. And I said, Holy Spirit, what shall we do? And we got that idea. Why not call him over his, He had a cell phone. Why not call him on the phone? So the whole, for two months, the whole summer, I try to call him, try to call him. He never answers the phone for whatever reason. And so on my birthday, September 12th, you know, one week before you, Pastor Trey, yeah. I beat you one week. On September 12th. And that's how precious God is. That's how personal God is. That's how so much he cares for the smallest details and our little deeds. I said, on my birthday, I said, Jesus, 
The greatest gift you could give me is to allow me to pray for my brother, to lead him to you, Jesus. Would you let me, allow me to do that? And so all day long, I called on the phone. My brother would not answer the phone. So I went to bed a little disappointed. And I didn't understand. God, you always answer my prayers. I don't understand what, what went wrong. I went to bed kind of with a big question mark. But at one in the morning, it's like we heard a door slam. I sat in bed. Fred sat in bed. We looked at each other. Fred, of course, as the man of the house, got his gun out of his... And he went around the house. He went to see if there was an intruder or somebody. You think there wasn't anybody. He came back. I said, don't worry, Fred. I know what it is. We've got to pray. That's the Holy Ghost who woke us up. So I got out of bed and went praying in tongues. Went praying in tongues for 10, 15, 20 minutes. All of a sudden, out of my own mouth, I heard myself say, in the name of Jesus, death, I command you, you take your hands off of my brother. And I continue, you pray. Death, get out of his room in Jesus' name. And I shocked myself. So I continued to pray. And all of a sudden, five minutes later, I feel the Holy Ghost tell me, go and call him on the phone. And I'm having an argument. I say, Lord, I tried all day, all summer. He says, go now. So I went, called. He answered immediately. And so I talked to him and I said, Roberto, that's his name. I said, Roberto, I said, God woke me up in the middle of the night to pray for you. He said, he did? I said, yes, he did. He said, I know he's in the room. He wants my attention, doesn't he? And I said, yes, he does. I said, will he have your attention? Will you pray with me and accept Jesus in your life? He says, yes, I will. So, no, wait, it gets better than that. So I let him to pray and accept Jesus in his life. And then he said, he said, I'm a little tired, so I'll go now. I said, yeah, that's okay. I hung up the phone. Oh, man, I had a glory dance. But a few hours later, a few hours later, I get another phone call, 8 in the morning, from my, my sister. And she said, do you know what happened to our brother? I said, no. I said, I just know I woke up in the night and prayed for him and then called him. She said, well... He died. He died, and he saw himself. His spirit left his body, and his spirit went up, 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 up the ceiling. And it's like he was sucked up in the atmosphere, and he saw his body laying on the hospital bed. And then he said he saw his body, you know, going to the bathroom on himself, which I heard from a nurse that your organs just give up when you die. Is that right? And he saw, that was interesting that he even gave that detail. And he saw himself go up, 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 up the ceiling, up the roof, sucked into the very darkness and the atmosphere. And he couldn't help. And he was there and all of a sudden, he went back into his body. And the phone rings. (laughs) Now, do you see what Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit did? He known, he look at all of his, his grace, his goodness, his mercy, his divine orchestration. Only him knows how to do that. 
And sometimes we worry for our family when all we need to do is say, Holy Ghost, help me how to reach him. And pray in tongues for your family. It's the best thing you can do. Amen. And what he did, he searched. And he woke me up. And he had me pray. And he had me exercise authority. Really, I was interpreting my own prayer in tongues. He was showing me what I was praying in tongues. And voicing it in English. As a witness to what he did. And then he got my brother saved at the last minute. How good is that? How powerful is that? But you know, sometimes people ask me, Audrey, you know, when I get one of those calls to pray in other tongues, and I don't know who I'm praying for, or how long do I pray? How long do I pray? You know what the, good, the answer is? Pray until you get a note of victory in your spirit. And you say, okay, but how does it feel like? How does a note of victory feel like? Well, you know, when I get called to pray like that and I pray in tongues, all of a sudden, if I feel light, because you see, when you have that burden, I call it burden, but it's like a heaviness. It's like something inside where you know, oh, you've got to pray. And sometimes it's like a travailing, giving birth to something in the spirit. And when all of a sudden you've prayed through, you've prayed and you got your answer, it's like, it lifts up. Sometimes I feel like singing. Sometimes I even feel like laughing. Sometimes I feel like giving glory to God. I know at that moment, I prayed. I got the answer. It's done. It's finished. Oh, God is so powerful. Holy Spirit is so awesome, isn't he? That he would, you know, and we can work with him, cooperating with him to pray for people we don't even know. Imagine that some of you, you know, you're like, well, you know, what can I do for God? Oh, can I tell you what you can do for God? Be available to God for prayer. Allowing Holy Spirit to wake you up in the night to pray. And let me say something I'll add. Pray for your president right now. Pray for your president, your vice president right now. He needs it more than ever. And it's our responsibility because he is under attack. And we need to pray for him. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit is so good. And I really believe that when we make ourselves available to the Holy Spirit, he can wake you up or call you to pray that one day when we get to heaven, you know, there will be people coming to you and saying, oh, thank you so much. And you'll say, who are you? I don't know you. You don't know me, but I know. I know that because you woke up. You remember you woke up at 3 in the morning and you prayed. You didn't know you prayed, but you were praying for me. I was getting ready to kill myself. And because of your prayer, I met Jesus and my life changed. You will have people coming to you to thank you because their lives was changed. Because someone said, yes, Holy Spirit, I will pray. Glory to God. And you see, you can pray for things that you know of, things that you don't know, people you don't even know about. You can pray working together with Holy Spirit. You can pray for your future. But you know what I also found? That Holy Spirit is so awesome. How many of you have ever felt tired, physically or emotionally? Don't look at me so innocent and holy. (laughs) 
I think it happened to most every one of us, you know, physically. You know, sometimes you can work hard. If you work hard and you, sometimes you feel, I mean, you know, I travel like a few days ago, I was in Europe. Wednesday, I leave again for Europe. Then I'll go to Canada. Then I'll go back to Europe. Then I'll go to India. I mean, I don't stop. And my body gets tired. And when you preach constantly like this, and you know, you, you give out like that, your body gets tired. But I've discovered that I can spend time praying in tongues. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, it says that he who prays in another tongue edifies himself. Oh, Jude, verse 20 says, But you, my beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And you say, what does it mean to build yourself up? Well, the best illustration I can give you is like one day I went in my car, put the key. You know, I still have one of those cars with a key like that you put in ignition. And, I, and it just went like this. So what did I do? I called my husband to the rescue. He got some cables. He hooked his cable, negative, positive, to my, cable, my battery, and he recharged it. And after five, ten minutes of it, my battery, there was power I could go. Well, in another word, what I did, I recharged the battery. And so when you pray, you feel tired physically. Spend time praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. And what it will do, you see, your spirit doesn't need recharging. Because your spirit is perfect. Perfect and sealed. But your body... You see, when I travel all the time and minister constantly, my spirit is happy. My spirit says, yay, hallelujah. But my body is like, I have a hard time following you, girl. You know, but when I spend time praying in tongues, it recharges. That's what Romans 8, 11 says. But the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken, vivify your mortal body. <coughs> and you know what is amazing? I read a study, a med- that's going to interest you, a medical study from a doctor, his name is he's a brain surgeon, so he's not just any kind of fluke. His name is Carl Peterson, but the good news is that he's Christian and he's spirit-filled. And everybody was asking him, Dr. Carl, what happened when somebody prays in tongues? So finally he decided to do some kind of experiment. So he had a few people born again, spirit-filled. He hooked up all kind of, you know, things to the brain and all kind of little thing to the heart, the brain, who knows. And he had them praying tongues for 30 to 40 minutes to see what was happening. What was the brain, you know, activity? What was happening? And this is what he discovered. Are you ready? that there was a little part of the brain that did nothing except when somebody prayed in tongues or worshipped God. And what did that little brain thing, that little thing, what did it do? It released a substance called endorphin. And it said that that endorphin is 20 times more powerful than morphine. And what does it do? It boosts the, the, the nervous system the autonomic system, the immune system, every kind of system. And that, you see, that this science has discovered what the Bible showed us 2,000 years ago, 
that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead in us can vivify, quicken our mortal body. But how do we cooperate? We pray in another tongue. And when you pray in another tongue, it strengthens your body. That's why, I mean, I would travel to Vietnam, two days travel. I would hit the road. I would start teaching seven hours a day, every day for two weeks. And at the end, my body was like, But you know what I did during that time to keep fresh, to keep strong? I would train tongues in my taxi. I would be on the little moped, you know, they would, you know, they would take me on a moped through the streets. Boop, I would be praying in tongues. Oh, and, and the, the driver was like, are you scared, Miss Audrey? I'm, no, I'm just charging myself up. You know, I'd be in the shower praying in tongues. I'd be in the elevator. And the good news is you don't have to scream in tongues. You can You don't hear me, but I pray in tongues. Hallelujah. It is so powerful. And you know, for some of us that want to walk in the supernatural, you want to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and start to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, start praying in tongues. Because the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the threshold or the door to the supernatural and to the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. You want to be bolder and have more courage and boldness? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Because that's what Paul says. He told Timothy, he said, Stir up the gift of God which you have received by the laying on of my hands. For God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, courage, force, love, and a sound mind. That means that we have to stir it up. You see, in us, we've got a, a bomb. On the inside of us. We've got that same power that created the universe. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is here. And sometimes we're like, we're asking God to give us more power. When in reality, we just need to stir it up. And how do we stir it up? By praying in another tongue. And you know, if your emotions are tired... That's another thing. People, you know, like, you see the mistake I made in 1999? I chose to give in to that depression. Why? Because I was looking at the wrong things. I was not stirring myself up. That was, you know, that was my mistake. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. That I experienced what I experienced because of my own mistake. And nothing was God's mistake. It was mine. I, you know what I mean? What should I have done? I should have spent time praying in the Holy Ghost. And you know, because when you get sad, discouraged, when you get down, when you feel yourself slipping into depression, what do you need to do to stir yourself up? Because the Holy Ghost is in you. And the Holy Ghost, this fruit, is love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, patience, faithfulness. It's all already here in us, but it's laying dormant, like, you know, chocolate Nesquik in a, in a, in a glass of milk. It drops to the bottom. You just got to stir it up. And you know, I remember I was in Ethiopia. I was in Ethiopia, and I was there during the Thanksgiving. And so I'm there by myself in Ethiopia, and I had been there for three weeks So I'm right there, and in for the day, you know, Thanksgiving day, and I'm having a bowl of soup, and it didn't even taste good. 
and I'm there, and all of a sudden, I'm having a little pity party. Oh, here I am by myself. And I started to see the family around, you know, with the, the turkey and the sweet potato pie and, and the, you know, all the stuff and the dressing. And I started to, and I saw, I just saw them just talking and laughing. And here I am. And I started to feel sorry for myself. And I started to have a pity party. You know, I thank God for the Holy Ghost. He gave me a little spanking. And he says, get out of it right now. And I'm like, get out of it right now, okay? He said, and immediately I knew I needed to start praying in the Holy Ghost. And so I did, pray in, the, in tongues for 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, I started to laugh. And you know, I then, and I said, I started to laugh. Joy came out. And I said, Lord, thank you that I'm here in Ethiopia preaching the gospel. I could be there in the States getting fat with turkey and potatoes. But I'm here preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. My perspective changed. The joy just started. That's a choice we have to make. But it's all there in us. You know what I mean? Holy Spirit. And all of that is that with that one, the person of the Holy Spirit who comes with the gift of this speaking in other tongues. The Bible call it angelic tongues. The, the tongue of angels. It's a, and you know what is beautiful about it? The Bible says when we speak in tongues, we don't speak to man, but we speak to God. No one understanding, not even the devil. When we pray, when you pray in tongues, the devil doesn't know what you're saying. And it drives him nuts, crazy. It's like you riding in Morse. And he's like, what did he just say? What did he just pray? I don't know. If he has hair, he's pulling his hair. I don't know. Glory to God. The gift of speaking in other tongues is so powerful. No wonder, no wonder the devil is lied to many Christians saying, you don't need that stuff. You just saved. That's enough. Why would you want to say no to such a beautiful and powerful gift? You know, you said, well, I'll go to heaven, that's enough. Yeah, you'll go to heaven, you might even go there faster without the Holy Ghost. And God, if God saw it essential and, 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 and necessary for, to, for us to have the gift of praying in another tongue, why should we just turn up our nose up and say, nah, I don't want it, I don't need it. And we, you know what I mean? It's such a powerful. And here is something else. I want to encourage you for those of you who have already received. Because I found that very often. That sometimes we get filled with the Holy Ghost. And we said, oh, hallelujah, I got filled. But we never avail to that gift. We never pray anymore in other tongues. So I want to stir you up into good works. I want to encourage you to pick it back up again and say, because we need the Holy Ghost, like I said this morning, more than ever. You and I are part of a, an army that God wants to use in this last time. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. And he's given us a, a, a powerful prayer language to pray out victory, to pray out with wisdom, to pray out the will of God, to pray out for others, to pray out the plan of God, to pray out in cooperation with God. To, oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. 
And it's available for every one of us. Like I said, Jesus told the disciple, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything before having received the Holy Ghost. In another word, he commanded them. He said, you cannot go in ministry. You will not be able to withstand the attacks, the persecution, the problem, and do what I've called you to do without the Holy Spirit. So don't even try. Why is there so many people in the church or in ministry that think they can do it without the Holy Ghost? And Jesus said, it's avail- it's, not only is it available, but it's, it's, I believe, a command from the head of the church. He's, the same thing he told them, He's telling us, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he said, when you shall receive the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water will flow out of you. And all of a sudden, you'll become, you'll be turned into a different man. I remember the day I got filled. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it's like I got a brand new Bible. The word, it was like Greek and Hebrew to me. I couldn't understand it. And then I got filled. And he's the one who unlocked the scriptures. Unable me to understand. Hallelujah. So tonight, before, you know, no need to go any further. Amen. I want to invite those of you. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Nothing religious or nothing... You know, it's just that to close yourself up, it's like in your little secret closet, so to speak. It's your little intimate place between you and God. And I'd like to ask you if either you have never given your life to Jesus Christ and giving him the opportunity to forgive you of all your sin, or if you have walked away from God, and you want tonight to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. You want a brand new beginning. If it's one of those two, I'd like to see your hand. If you said, I want to come to give my life once again to the Lord, or I have never got saved, and I want to give him my life, just raise your hand. I see your hand here. Yes, I see your hand. I see your hand. You either have never given your life to Jesus or you you have walked away from him and you want to give him your life once again. Hallelujah. We're going to pray a prayer. I'd like you all together, every one of us in this room, Amen. I'd like you to repeat this prayer. For those of you who have raised your hand, pray this prayer from all of your heart. Pray this prayer from all of your heart because, you see, salvation is a hard matter. It's not just a little prayer. It's not like a little, you know, formula. No, it's a prayer from the heart that connects with the heart of God. So repeat after me, Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He died to pay for all my sin, past, present, 
and future. My debt is canceled. But he rose from the dead to give me a new life. To give me a new heart. To give me his nature. So today, I choose to bow my knee to come to Jesus or to come back to Jesus to give him my life. And I declare that Jesus is my Savior and my Lord. I give him my life. So Father, from today on, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know what you did for me. What you did in me. And what you want to do through me. So I do thank you that you show me and you teach me. And I will get to know you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you. If you've prayed this prayer from your heart for the very first time, that you went back, came back for Jesus for the first time, or you came back to him, I want to encourage you before the end of the service to go and talk to Pastor Trey and tell him that you've prayed this prayer. Amen. From your heart. But now I'd like you to close your eyes once again. Because God's got all kind of goodies in his sleeves. Amen. Tonight, if you've never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in another tongues, and you want to be, you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, and you want to be able to have that prayer language, and you've never done it, I want to see your hand. You want the Holy Spirit. Yes, I see those hands. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, hallelujah. Anybody else? Yes, I see that hand. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. I'm going to ask you to do a bold step. I'm going to ask you to stand up and come forward because I want to personally lay hands on you. Just stand up and come forward. Do like a big, nice, long line. And I promise you, it is just so easy. Hallelujah. Would you like it? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Your son. I talked to you this morning. Don't let, you know, if you want it, don't let fear hold you back, but don't let me pressure you. I just had a sense that it's something you wanted, but you didn't kind of dare come. Am I right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, you want it? Yeah. I'm not yeah. forcing you. No. You know, it's got to be from your heart. Yes? Come on. Hallelujah. That will change your life. 
You know what I talked to you this morning, putting the pants, both legs? Holy Spirit is going to help you to walk, to really live a life, you know, fully with God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to give you a little bit of instruction. Because you see, like I said, can every one of you, you hear me good, right? Yes. You see, I said before, it is the will of God for every one of us to be filled with Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues. That's His will. No question about it. But sometimes, you see, Holy Spirit is a gentleman. That means He comes by invitation. He doesn't force you. And He's not the one who is going to force you to talk. He's not going to talk your tongue. And He's not going to be the one talking. In another word, we invite the Holy Spirit, but we have to learn to cooperate with Him. We've got to learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do is I'm going to pray a little prayer that you will repeat after me. I will help you. You'll pray this prayer. After this prayer, by faith, we ask, so we receive. No question about it. Jesus says, you ask, you receive. You knock, it's open. You seek, you find. Amen. So we, we ask Father to fill you, you receive. But what you'll have to do, because after you receive, by faith, you'll have to open your mouth. Because if you keep your mouth closed, you will not be able to speak with other tongues. Or if you speak in English, or in a tongue that you already know, I don't know, maybe if your mother tongue is English or Spanish or French, I don't know. Whichever language you know, don't speak it. Because you cannot speak in English and in tongues at the same time. You see, right now I'm speaking in English. And if I want to speak in tongues, what do I have to do? Come on, sister. I've got to stop speaking English so I can start speaking in tongues. So you see, if you keep, you keep speaking in English, saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, you're not going to speak in tongues because it's one or the other. And what will help you to yield to the Holy Spirit? Because it's sometimes like, you know, going on a bicycle when you learn to ride the bicycle. Remember the first time you pushed a little bit and it was like wobbly? But then you kept, and when you pushed and you kept going, you went. In another word, you open your mouth and you start to, to babble. You know, like here's a little child. Have you ever seen a little child that wants to talk? He hears mom and dad that talk, he, and he wants to talk. So what does he do? He opens his mouth, and he starts talking. And yes, it sounds like, ba-ba, da-da, bibi, da-da, babo. But who cares? He doesn't care. He's just starting. He's making sounds. He's making syllables. And sooner or later, he starts forming words. It will be the same thing. You've got to start. If you are waiting to feel something, or if you're waiting for the Holy Ghost to take you, you can't wait for a long time. He fills you. He's your helper. He fills you. But you cooperate with Him by opening your mouth and start moving your lips and your tongue and start, you know, like a kid, ba ba da da bra ba ba, and all of a sudden, boom, like. When you go bicycle, it will It will come out. 
But you've got to start, you see? If you are like this, uh, nothing will happen. Or if you go, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, nothing will happen. You've got to shut the English, open your mouth, start moving your lips, make sounds like a little child, and then boom, you'll have your prayer language come. That's your step of faith. You know, faith with that works is dead. That's your step of faith. You believe we pray, you believe you receive, and your step of faith is I open my mouth. I believe I receive the Holy Ghost. So I open my mouth and I start talking. And all of a sudden, the prayer language come. Do you understand? Does it make sense to you? And let me tell you, I have seen thousands upon that. I just came back from Paris. This is how the Holy Ghost, how sweet he is. I was in Paris and I invited people to receive the Holy Ghost. There was about 20 people that came. And at the end of the service, a lady with two little kids came and says, Miss Audrey, when you prayed, gave the invitation, she said, I wanted the Holy Ghost, but I was kind of, you know, hesitant embarrassed and I had two little kids so I didn't come forward but I was at the very end of the room but I prayed the prayer and I started speaking in tongues right there by myself at the end of the room you see hallelujah it's the easiest thing you just have to relax and believe you asked you receive because it is the will of God for you and it's a powerful language that God wants you to have amen So are you ready to receive? By experience, I would like you, what will help you to receive is to close your eyes. So you forget who is, you forget me, because I'm not the one giving Holy Spirit, but it's Jesus, and it's the Father. And I'd like you, if you could, just raise your hand. It's just that it's easier to receive with open hands You know, when you have arms crossed or hands in your pocket, it's a little harder to receive. When you, it's like a little child. I say, Daddy, Daddy, take me in your arms. Or like somebody puts a gun at your stomach, you'll go really quickly. I surrender. You know, it's a sign of abandonment. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you ready? Hallelujah. You close your eyes. And I would like you to imagine that it is Jesus that is standing in front of you. It is no longer Audrey Mack or Pastor Trey, but it is Jesus, the head of the church, the one who has commanded you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as we pray, he will be the one filling you with Holy Spirit, with his power. So I would like you to repeat after me. Father God, pray from your heart, from all your heart. Father God, fill me now with your Holy Spirit. I believe because I ask, I receive now. I will open my mouth and speak with new tongues. Because Holy Spirit will give me the ability. So Holy Spirit, fill my temple. I welcome you 
I invite you. I desire you. So, Father, I want to thank you for giving me Holy Spirit. And I pray in Jesus' name. Be filled with Holy Spirit now in Jesus' name. Be filled now. Open your mouth and speak in tongues. Oh, Riaba Yasa de 